Welcome to a brand new edition of Adi Chopper Live, the official Afrobeats podcast. As always, thanks for sharing, subscribing, liking, commenting. We appreciate the support. Big shout outs to all the supporters as well from shoes.com uh, where you can sell your tickets, your event tickets. If you're an event organizer, put your tickets on there. People can find it, locate you, sell your tickets. Or if you're just looking for a great night out with the girls or the guys or both, you can go on shoes.com and get tickets to fantastic events. So get Shubes invite now. Now, uh, ladies and gentlemen, sitting right next to me is, uh, I'm very privileged that uh, I have the opportunity uh, to sit next to icons uh, within our culture, legends uh, within our culture. And one sitting right next to me is someone that's pivotal to the Afro pop movement. I'm not even going to say Afro beats alone. Afro pop movement is an iconic DJ, uh, iconic personality uh, within the culture, has done this for decades, put artists on back to back, was one of the first people to be playing uh, Nigerian pop music when it wasn't cool to do so. Speaking about cool, ladies and gentlemen, welcome the legend, cool DJ Jimmy Jack. Wow. <laughs> I hope that was recorded. I might as well be using that as my you know, opener anywhere now. <laughs> Listen, I had to I, I don't even think I've hey. done it. I haven't done it hey. justice. I appreciate um, you, man. That was uh, heavy, man. We we appreciate you. I know this is a culture that doesn't give the necessary flowers um to some of the people that have laid the road and the path for people like us to, mm. to walk on. Um so we're trying now to ensure that people get the flowers that they deserve within this culture and someone like you how many decades would you say now that you've been part of this um, this game i'll probably say three and a half almost 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 four wow. you know because the way i always um try to look at it is when you came into prominence mm. You know, but of course, before coming to prominence, you also have some years of, you know, playing around, mm. you know. So if I say, okay, I've been, I've been a major force in, within that space since 89. Wow. But of course, I've been doing it before, long before. It. Long before. Let me, let me, <laughs> let me put the microphone here. So when you face me, you can go with Exactly. Now, um, you've been a DJ at the times when, you know, Hip hop and international pop and R and B music uh -huh. was very prominent in yes, Nigeria. Very true. That's how you started. Yes. That's what you started yeah. playing in the game. Exactly. But you were also one of the few people that stuck in the homegrown talent to add to some of the play international playlists that you had. Very true. Your earliest memories of some of the Nigerian musicians that you added to your playlist? Who would you say okay, were some so of the first people you were playing Let me explain then. how that even came about. Yes. First of all, I started out as a rapper. Hmm. You know, so um, you then feel like a lot of people were saying, oh, this is not us. You know, like they weren't buying it, you know, like these are some Americans want to be type people. Yep. You know, so they weren't buying it. Then I started DJing. 
performing and aspiring rapper, break dancer, and all that. Mm. You know, and I started DJing. So when I started DJing, I was more because I know a lot of boys that were like me at the time that you know were making those kind of Music. tracks, but obviously nowhere to you know. So I felt like I was gonna you know project that mm. as, even as a DJ. So from my own early days, I've always infused. Wow. You know, but it comes with a lot of backlash. Though. Yes. You know, so you get a lot of, uh, especially because of the environment that I was mainly operating at that time. I was more on the island. I was hmm. more of the Koi. And that's where the posh kids are. Exactly. People that so are when, when you throw those kind of things in, they say, well, Jimmy, man, what's this rat stuff you're playing? <laughs> People weren't really down with it. They, hmm. I mean, wasn't something is Nigerian. Even from outfit, from clothing, from anything. Once it's Nigerian, everybody feels like, man, you... You're local, you mm. know, so it was it was a tough sell, but I also had that obligation because I came from that point mm. of being trying to be an artist. So I just always plug in, plug in, plug in, you know. And I had a lot of artists, you know, do like side that what you call side attractions yes. for me at gigs. Ah, like uh, so, so when you're playing, exactly. they probably at, come at and some perform. Point I just you know just take the microphone. And, and so sometimes even when the music is not appealing, the guy probably has that energy energy that turns the people around. You know, so that's how it started. But it was like I said, it was with a lot of frown. Hmm. You know, some people will tell you, "Don't bring you all these your local people to this our party." Wow. But eventually, I think you know somehow along the line that. Diad Niger stuff came on, mm. and I think it started with the movies, and then of course the music and fashion. Yeah, you know, so you can then then say, okay, people are saying proudly Nigerian, proudly Nigerian, and it started embracing to pick you up know, a, a bit, bit more. You know, then technology obviously played yeah. a key role. Absolutely, because at that time, it wasn't most most of these songs were not on vinyl, and it was only vinyl that we DJ at wow. that time. So when the advent of CD came, it was easier for you to bond the songs on CDs and then play and infuse them into your mixes. Wow, so, that's and a then this, the spread now became. And of course, another major part was, you know, when government actually started licensing private radio stations. Mm. And one of the terms and conditions for those radio stations was they should play predominantly Nigerian, Nigerian music. music. They didn't have it. So they had to look for it. So some of those stuff that were early stuff were actually demo tapes. Wow. Because they needed the content. So you, you look and say, oh, Dark Communications, Braveheart, all those kinds yeah. of places. And they, pay, they played it, you know, because they were sourcing for it, you know. So all that kind of opened it up. And then the technology, like I said, and making CDs was nothing compared to making vinyl. Absolutely. Vinyl, you have to be signed to a major record label. To be able to afford to, to, to pay. To even, to even get that yeah. printed or pressed out, you know. So, But with CD, I mean, people like us had CD, CD burners yeah. as early as it came. Wow. You know, and, you know, a lot of artists that kind of, you know, changed them from, oh, from not being able to perform to being able to perform because you could then put their songs on CDs, on CDs. and then they could go around and, you know, do stuff. DJing, um, that's probably one of the <laughs> toughest jobs in you, Nigeria to be time. able to tell your family mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. you want to make a living mm -hmm. out of being a mm -hmm, DJ. Mm -hmm. Walk us through what it was like for you. For me, it was, um, I would say I was a bit lucky. Hmm. You know, I think I'm just a product of my household. 
first of all, my dad was a large music collector, and he sells. He was an importer of electronics, wow. so I had access to gadgets. My mom, on the other hand, was also a heavy collector of some other kind of music. Mm. Like my dad was collecting all the James Brown, Fela, wow. and all those Obi and whatever. My mom, on the other hand, was doing all the Haba and wow. YM and all those kind of stuff, Bongo Zikwe and all that, you know. Then my brothers didn't help matters because I had two older brothers. And those ones probably must have taken it from my parents. So I think those ones had everything you can think of from the 70s through the 80s. Wow. You know, so I was like the guy, the introvert at home that they dump all these things on. So it was obvious that I was going to go to music. Music. But it wasn't DJing because there was no, I mean. There were no idols. And with with due respect to the DJs of the time, but I was too young to even go out. So I don't even know DJs, you know. So it wasn't like I was partying or going to clubs, you know. So the the closest I got was my brothers having mixtapes and all that and listening to that. And then having access to equipment, equipment to mess around with, you know. So um, I think that's how it took off. Eventually, obviously, when you get into it, you start looking for who are the DJs, meeting up with DJs, and learning a few more things from, you know. And of course, at one point when I became more serious with it, so my brothers then got some guy, was one of the top DJs at the time, to, you know, school me a bit more, wow. you know. And how important is it for a DJ? To actually have a mentor and someone um, who can put you to, because everybody's just nowadays, yeah, everybody's a DJ. I'll be, like, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I think it's, uh, I mean, times change. Mm. I mean, things change, and people, you know, it's, it's not the way we came into it. So you don't expect it to be like that now. Mm. Now, I mean, when we got into it, it wasn't. You can't even have the music collection to take off. You must be yeah. a roadie of a, of another DJ. I was, I, I was a roadie to my brothers. Lucky, mm. that's why I said I was a bit lucky. Yeah, you know, I was a roadie to my brothers, so I had all their collections to work with. But I know, also know that man, most people, a lot of people came through me, you know. But that's it's needed, but it's not needed that much now because right now, that same old music collection that I have could be on a flash drive. So, first of all, and then the old equipment that you're thinking, oh, I, someday I might be able to afford it. Technology is simpler now. It's a lot more affordable. Mm. You could just wake up and get it, and get it, and get someone to just, you know, explain one of the things. Or maybe watch YouTube, and you know, the next morning you're ready. You know, and if (laughs) the only thing is, you then need someone to take you through what to play at the right time because that's where that's where that's where one that's where one DJ is better than the other. Everybody have access to the same thing, but why is this guy better than this person? That's that com- That's something you, you know, you learn over time or you understand over time. You mm. know, so yeah. Now the Amapiano scene has brought in a completely different style of DJ. Of course, of course. Where they add not only whistles, yeah. they add dance moves. Yeah. The music is being created by the turn of yeah. a button, yeah. reducing yeah. the yeah. bass, yeah. turning it up here. Mm-hmm. And I said it about a week ago that now it's not just enough to be a DJ that knows selections now. Mm-hmm. 
you have to have an extra. We know the likes of KY is yeah. the drummer boy. Yeah, yeah. You know, people have to maybe even add a little bit of hype into yeah, exactly. it. What are your thoughts about the evolution of DJing and now having to add more? I mean, I, I believe that, it. I mean, things must always evolve for it to be exciting. Facts. Otherwise, it gets boring and tiring, you know. So if everybody keeps doing it the way it was done in the 80s and the 90s, you must always bring new in, in, innovation into it, you know, new style. Of course, I mean, the basic of DJing is still the same. Yes. You know, but you, you know, you have to find a way to, you know, make it more exciting. Yeah. You know, and all that comes in with, with, I mean, especially with the, with the equipment. Yep. You know, a lot of opportunities are there for you to be able to do, be a DJ producer. Yep. You know, on the go. Uh, you know, so you might be able to, you know, tweak tweak the songs to, yep. you know, make it more exciting because otherwise everybody will be playing the same stuff. Yeah. You know, so it's it's exciting time as mm. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Now uh, let's talk about the industry in itself. Afro beats, what we call Afro beats mm -hmm. here, which is to you African popular music, yeah. Niger pop, mm -hmm. has gone through an incredible rise over that, especially the last Without decade. Yes. We've now ultimately seen uh, a Burner Boy picking up a Grammy Award, Whiskey picking up a Grammy Award just a couple of days or about a week ago. Uh, Whiskey's Essence, Platinum. You know, I've been in the U.S. for a while. Yes. That's the most played song on radio as far as I'm concerned. Damn. In the U.S. I don't know if, I don't know if there's any, I, that's a sure Grammy song. Mm. Sure, for sure. I can, put, I can place the bet right now. You know, so, I mean... It, it says a lot. First of all, you, I mean, we've gotten to that point where every other thing has been over, uh, is saturated mm. and over explored. You know, before Afro, I yes. mean, the advent of Afrobeat. And yep. for, for, for us, for some people like us, it's been there all the while. Yep. But the platforms were not there for the world to, 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 to access it. Yes. You know, so your, li your labels were still signing artists but they weren't signing our, they weren't signing our artists on that level yep so the music wasn't getting across to the world but the doors are now open for everyone it's not you don't need nobody signing anybody yeah i mean i could put my stuff out and it goes around the world yep. you know so with that i mean the the penetration came and music was getting to all the places and just before then people had gotten enough uh, not enough, but a lot more of all the other stuff. Yes. And then they needed something fresh. A new fresh sound. You understand? So the fresh sound coming as the African sound, no doubt. No doubt. And African sound is even more redeeming. And if you talk Africa... You, I mean, We're talking the Caribbean too. Yeah, you understand? <laughs> yeah. You, and then even if you talk Africa at this point... Yeah. You, you can't ignore Nigeria. Talk, talk that talk. That's impossible. Talk that talk. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a good time for... For us as a country, it's just sad that on the other aspect, we're yeah. not doing so great. But with the music, it's not something you can ignore. You understand what I'm saying? And I think we're just taking our rightful space or place right now. Mm. And it can only get bigger. Um, I refer to the musicians and people like yourself yeah. as my personal ambassadors. Mm. As I believe that the way they have transformed the image of Nigeria and Nigerians worldwide yeah. over the last six years has been nothing short of remarkable. Yeah. Without government intervention, yeah. government funding, or with government all, with backing. All the frustrations that come with it. Yes. Yeah. And I had the opportunity humbly to appear at the British Parliament about uh, a couple of weeks ago speaking about the impact of Afrobeats mm -hmm. 
on you know the youth back home and how this has given the young people a completely new uh, you know opportunity yes what are your thoughts about how this has impacted the young people particularly in nigeria and what you think it, where it can even go um first of all i like i said i, I think doors are really open mm. wide open very open you know you just need to be able to you know check what you have yes and you know put it out there and go go behind it yeah you understand what i'm saying there are no there are no gatekeepers there are no facts nothing holding you back yeah you understand what i'm saying although a little bit of luck does absolutely i've also seen people with immense talent and they didn't go too far yeah yeah. And we've seen people that are just not okay. exactly but they, they, what they added right and then you know they fly, you know. Yeah. So yeah. But um I think it's just a great time for and especially because of the situation of the country, people are finding a way out. You yeah. know, so the 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 never say die spirit of an average young Nigerian yes. is un- is unbelievable. Yes. Like I must find a way out, hmm. you know, and I must find a way out with what I have. Yeah. So this is the skills that I have. And I'm going to, you know, try and make it work for me. So that drives a lot of young people in Nigeria. And really, if you, you've gotten to that point where you just can't wait for, not government, at, even if you're going to wait for anything, it's not government no. coming to your rescue in any way. You're going to have to do it yourself. Concerned, you know, so that hasn't helped anyone. You know, in, in actual fact, that also is in the way of your, you know, progress and success sometimes, you know. I mean, you're planning this and this disrupt, that's disrupt, strike, yeah, you know, this other thing. A lot of, I mean, I've, I've, I'm a victim. I've, I've, I've experienced that so many times, you know. So you learn to, you know, find a way out of all these things without, you know, really, you know, putting your mind to, oh, the country or the, the, the system is going to help you out. Mm. Yeah. Yes, we've seen the likes of Wizkid, we've seen David O, Berna, Yemi, mm-hmm. Tiwa. Mm-hmm. We've seen a host of incredible artists. A lot of them. But there are still some incredible geniuses on their way. Yes. The younger oh, definitely. ones. Yeah. Definitely. You know, um, and that's the good thing. You mm. know, that's what makes it more vibrant. And it's not it's not a time where um same people are just gonna be there for a very long period yeah. of time. Every every now and then, even as a DJ, there's a lot of struggles to catch up. Hmm. Uh, you know, I mean there's this new boy, there's this new guy, there's this and especially with COVID especially, I think the sound changed. Changed. You know, because before slowed COVID, it down with yeah, streaming before music. COVID, everybody was just bouncing on the couch. Yeah. We we're just dancing. Yeah. But with COVID you started listening. And then the guys that actually had that could write the that could write exactly, you know, so <laughs> That also gave room Omale. for those exactly gave room for such guys to you know break come in. To, to break in because before then you probably wouldn't pay the attention. There was no time. Yes, everybody just man popping bottles, jumping on the couch. So we're quick to always oh this one not go rock club, this one go rock club. You know that's the kind of thing. But with COVID or with that lockdown. You start wearing your headphones or your hairpieces and all that, listening. Oh, what's this guy talking about? Because you can't just be shouting into my head. Yeah. You understand? And I think that also helped the music, to be honest. And even some of the guys that were doing that, just everybody had to switch. To start, you know, you know, so it make it make the music better, to be honest with you. So in every disappointment or or unfortunate situation, there's always a gain. Hmm. You know, and I think that's part of the gain of you know COVID in terms of music. You've 
dabbled into music yourself, released singles, released albums, you've worked with artists, you've written a book. What are some of, what else is on your bucket list that oh, you man. think that DJ Jimmy Jack, you've worked on the radio, you've been TV, yeah. you've, you've done it all. What else? Let me tell you one thing about myself. I take it one day at a time. Hmm. And I take I make the best of opportunities or new you know, I'm always looking for what's new. I mean, what are the opportunities? What what can you make out of that? Hmm. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not locked up in my own, you know, world of thinking this is how far I can go. So yeah. I take it one day at a time. I mean when I started DJing, you wouldn't have thought that a DJ would cross the world Fast. just traveling with a flash drive or a laptop. You know, so I mean, then I used to carry crates of records. Wow. So you think how far can you go with all these crates? Mm. You know, but I mean, here we are right now. I could just come this far with a flash drive. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yep. You know, so when you look at it from that angle, you just keep it open and say, man, whatever the opportunities are, I look at it and say, what what can we make out of it? Mm. You know, and there's always there will always the world will always you know reinvent and evolve you know so yeah what is i know you know we spoke briefly about you spending time with family mm. and, and stuff like that what else apart from i know family is important mm, yeah. obviously your djing uh, and your music mm. is important what else does dj jimmy jack love that a lot of the world hasn't really seen what else do you kind oh, of oh wow what what is that <laughs> other thing is it that you love to read books. You you love traveling. You love hunting. Okay, what is so it? I love travel. I love traveling, no doubt. Mm. So I mean, this whole year I've been moving around a lot. Um, I love traveling. I like meeting people mm. and just having conversations. Um, I tap from people's experiences. Yep. You no, know, it could be, and I, and when I say people, it doesn't really mean the particular age. class of yeah. people. I'm surrounded by a lot of young people. <laughs> you know, for some reason, I'm just young at heart, you know, so, and I tap from all the, you know, conversations that I have with people, you know, so, um, I'm trying to find other things, other areas of interest, because mm. I'm beginning to feel like, man, guy, you're, you're a boring guy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, once I, I mean, as I'm with you, when we're done, I'm still going to ask you, uh, yeah. anything with you, do, you know, so, Facts. you understand what I'm Facts. saying, you know, you're always I'm, open, I'm open, you know, very open, very, very open, you know, so, um, sometimes I feel like I'm just a bit too dry and boring. No, but because I think all most things I do is around music and entertainment. But the you great know, yeah. thing is that you know you've you've always had you sat in the same spot where in everybody's minds ever since we came in contact with you, mm. and I think that's that's a special gift in itself. Thank you. That regardless of what industry, whoever's come in contact with you, whenever they hear mm. DJ Jimmy Jack, they, they always want to, there's a moment that everybody wants to give you that time. Yeah. And I think that's a and special... I'm very grateful for that, that yeah. because that also keeps you going. You, mm. know? you just know that, okay, people appreciate and respect you. And that's, you know, that's a, it's a good feeling, you know. The Nigerian DJs as a group has been one that, you know, you've been around and been part of and Unity and, and groups are very important within every industry. However, I still feel like we that that unity sometimes we don't see that group 
as important. I, I remember a time, I'll, I'll take it back. I remember a time when any Afrobeat Nigerian song that gets released, there's the group that shares it, shares the instrumental, shares whatever with all yeah. the other DJs. Yeah. Let's push it together. You guys speak with one voice. Yeah. However, in the last five or six years, correct me if I'm wrong, it feels like that power that the Nigerian DJs as a group had is no longer there. Um, okay, so I wouldn't say that doesn't exist. Mm. Mm. The only thing is that the music, the way the music spreads now, it's different. It's different. So, I mean, you probably even know more songs than some DJs Facts. will do Facts. because, I mean, the music is in the hair. Yeah. You understand Online. what I'm saying? So the artists are more focused on, I put it there, everybody yeah. gets it. So it doesn't, before it gets to the DJ and the DJ are the ones that, you know, <laughs> The DJ so, would even see it online and, that, and, ah, even and, I said this song, they move You understand what I'm saying, you know. So that's, first of all, has affected, you know, how strong. And that's not to say the DJs are not a, a key factor in yeah. spreading the music right now. The, 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 the groups are there. Mm. But you also need to understand that DJs, like you said before, people don't need to be roadie or protege to other DJs to get out. So some new guys will get up and they just, just don't feel like... They need to be a part of they anything. They don't need to be a part of anything. <laughs> yeah. There's so many people like yeah, that, yeah, you yeah, know, that's, sadly. Because I, I feel I feel like everybody needs to be part. Even even plumbers have... Absolutely. You absolutely. Know, you know, fucking... Union, you know, absolutely. You know, so I, I think as a professional, you must be part of a, of a professional body. You know, and there's there's the DJs that will fight for your yeah, interest exactly and collectively. Yes. You know, so but a lot of DJs don't see the need for that. Mm -hmm. You know, some people feel, man, I'm I'm doing well on my own, man. Why do I need? But the day is gonna. I mean, I don't pray the day comes like that. But there might be a day that you feel like, man, if I was part of this collective, they might have been able to, you know, do this for me. You know. And then even as a collective, the voice is stronger. Yes. You know, so that's what I believe. And I, you know, I served in those places before. There's no, there's no DJ group or association that has been formed that I'm not part of. Mm. You understand? Even when I know that, man, sometimes I can fly without the association. Mm. I mean, a, a lot of times, you know, I don't even, I haven't come this far with the association. But obviously, you must support an association that supports your profession. Yes. You know, and uh, you know, so it's an opportunity right now that I'm talking to you to just call on DJs and understand that guy, you can't be. It's like saying you're a Nigerian and you cannot, you are not, uh, you can't even, you don't even know the Nigerian anthem. Hmm. I mean, it's not like you need it for any job, employment, or whatever, but you should. I mean, it's, it's something it's of pride, you, you know, just to show that you, you know. So I think people should identify with the bodies and all, you know, but they, they do a lot, to be honest with mm. you, you know, they do a lot. It would be crazy for me to have you in the studio and not ask for a tip for the young musicians mm. that are trying to get in, yeah. get heard, break through. Wow. You know, there's so many. There's too many of them. Too many. Too many they many send messages so on social time, media every time, every, every, time, time. every time. And I just feel like there's some that you, I, I'm just trying to tell people sometimes that, listen, just keep pushing, keep doing this uh, thing. Exactly. But, you know, I feel like, you know, from people like yourself, people like myself, they just, they just want to hear something yeah. that might make them just 
do it tomorrow mm -hmm. and do it the day after. Yeah. What would you say to any young musician, aspiring musician or creative, especially coming from where we're coming from? Okay. Um, you know, you, you need to, you know, not have that um, belief that somebody's going to help you out. Everybody, everybody's busy with their own um, stuff. If you understand what I'm saying? It's really a top order. I hear a lot of young people saying all these big names don't want yeah. to help us. They know they show they us love. Show Nobody's going to come knock on your door and say, oh, what do you have? Let me take you to the next level. You have to show you know, it. There's there are too many platforms and opportunity to at least be in the face of people. Be in the face of people at least. And I'm not saying be in the face means social media. Music, but you're in the face of people like everybody's like, who's this guy? Hmm. Someday someone is going to call to say, man, what can we do together? Fair. You understand? Because your strength is seen. You understand what I'm saying? But a lot of times, I, I also think a lot of young people are guilty of, you know, expectation. Yeah. And Entitlement. These people are in this position. They, they should, should help me. You know, give away, you know. Mm. And people are, you know, if you know yeah, what I mean. Absolutely. Nobody's going to knock on your door. And the truth is, everybody's dealing with something. Even the guy at the top is dealing with the whole lot. You, know, oh you might think God. he has it all, but he's dealing with the whole lot. Yep. So he wakes up every day, he's thinking, how do I promote my next song? How do I get the next show? How do I, you know, pay my staff? How do I... Eat? Everybody has a lot to deal with. Hmm. And like they say, more money, more problem. You might think the guy is all that now, but he's dealing he's with a whole lot. lot. You know, so before he sorts that out and even think, oh, who can I help? And nobody thinks of who can I help. It's, it's who, something. Who is around me that needs, you know. So yeah. you understand what I'm saying? You have to be in the face of people. Mm. You know, you need to put in the work. You know, and there's no, I don't think there's any other way. You put in the work, people get to realize that, oh, okay, this guy is doing a whole lot. Maybe, maybe, just maybe. I mean, and that's not a guarantee, but sometimes, yeah. It helps. You know. Is there a recipe for a hit record? Ah, hit record. It's relative, though, you know. So, like I always say, I mean, good music is relative. What's good music in the church is trash in the club. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, though. Yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? No, yeah. You know I do hallelujah in the club. My boys will look you say, what's the album? You know, so, you know, uh, it, de it depends on the direction that the artist is looking at. Mm. I mean, some people are just there to serenade you. Some other people are there to make you happy and just jump on the couch. Yeah. You know, so, um, I think with some kind of music production in terms of sound is the element that determines if it's going to be a hit. Hmm. Other times, it's the lyrical content of the song that will determine if it's going to be a hit. I you know, don't agree with people when they say this song not get many. I mean every song shouldn't have a mean you shouldn't have a message. Hmm. There's no time for that. I'm trying to drink champagne and just I just happy. want to be happy. Okay, don't tell, one don't, number. Tell, don't, don't preach don't to tell me. me the problem about you the broke country. my heart. I don't don't even tell me the problem <laughs> of the country. Nigeria go better. I mean I, we are dealing with that already. You understand what I'm saying? You know, so take me away somewhere you else. understand the reason I came here is just to get myself <laughs> off that, you know. So I mean it's, it's, it's a different, you know, so I don't I don't feel like okay they're terrible music no yeah. doubt yeah <laughs> but okay so the fairly okay songs if they're used in the right places hmm. they're great music hmm. but if they're used in the wrong place 
Like I said, if you yeah. play a church song in the club, that's trash, man. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, DJ Jimmy Jack, like I said, it's always a honor to, to be in your presence. Yeah, um, the pleasure is all mine. Um, you know, you, you are my... You, yeah, you know. you, we, we, we learn from you and stuff like that. Is there anything you'd like to say to the people? Is there anything they should expect from you soon? Um, what we should be looking forward to? Right now, I'm just um, okay. still promoting the last single, even though yeah. it's been a, a few months out. Um, a song featuring Buju and yeah. Face. Um, what do you I think like, about Buju, man? Awesome guy, awesome. I mean, I still remember him in the studio when we did the song. So, and that was long before a lot of people got to got hear to about, know him, about him. You know, so for me, that's always the one the trip. Like I work, I like to work with people before they. I don't chase people when they're big. But you know, and everybody that I've worked with, I kind of have that kind of arrangement with with you know. I've done Jimmy's with, jump off was you know, crazy. That, with with Two Face, I've been you know with David. I mean, I remember he started you know coming in the early days. You know, so I like that you to know, see them to, at the beginning. And then you see the growth. See that you you, That's you the get excited. You know that I was part of I was part of this guy's story at yeah. the beginning. You know, so um, I think Buju is is you know it's gonna be massive hmm. really massive even you know where he is right now is nothing compared to where he's at it you know because i've seen him work you know how he's gone about making music and you know we were in the studio together to do the track so yeah Whew. that's that's crazy and man. then what the, th the stuff that is done thereafter he's, he's gone crazy i'm just like why was i in a haste with this guy <laughs> 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 you know, <laughs> nah, why he, did I just wait? You know, yeah, it's just crazy, man. And can you believe Whiskey is doing three days, 20,000 sold out? I'm telling you, each man, day. I, I was following that thing, man. 12 minutes, the tickets were all gone, and then another day has to be. Oh man, that's crazy, but it's a good time, man. It's mm. good news, you know. We're excited about it. Mm. It's in the U.S. now, killing everyone, killing man. Every show. every one of them, you know. It's, 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 it's good for everyone. Absolutely. And for someone like me that I came from being an aspiring artist when people look at you like a low, low life, life to now be looking back and say, this was what I was telling you about, <laughs> you know, without saying it. Yeah. You know, but I'm sure you can see it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Everybody you know, wants their kid to be understand? a musician yeah, Exactly. <laughs> you know, so you now, when I started, people used to come to my studio to flog their sons and daughters for, off. For say, coming into the studio. If I see you, I'm You understand what I'm saying? So now the same mothers are bringing their daughters yeah, please, to you to say, please my guide son them. wants to sing, you know, wants to be a DJ yeah. or wants to do something around the same me that used to bounce from coming to your house. Mm. You know, it's an exciting time. And for me, when I see all this, it's just like, you know, confirming on my thoughts. From, hmm. Even though I won't say I saw it this big from then, you know, we two were just doing it as... Just pushing. You know, you know we just see, let's see where this will take us, you know. But, I mean, it's a great... It's a great what thing. about the women? Um, I know in any industry, yeah. it's always a toughie yeah. for, for, for the women, mm -hmm. female DJs, yes. female musicians. Yes. Fe like... Yeah, we mentioned the Davids and whatever. And yeah. we also threw in the Yemis and the Tiwas, who are monsters on their own. 
But they have to always have a tough order to go through. What are your thoughts about? There, there are multiple ways to look at that. Mm. Okay, with DJing, for instance, let yeah. me give you an example. So you look back and say, why were there fewer female DJs in the past? First of all, there were crates of records. That's not for a, for a lady mm. to carry about. So now it's a lot easier, more gender friendly. Yes, you know it's just laptop. It's not a labor. Yeah, it's not labor. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. that will explain the DJing aspect of it. With the artist, I think it's just a case of for so long as Africans, and you know, I don't think it's just Nigeria, yeah. but Nigerians especially, it used to be like people discourage women from the anything social. You know, even to take a girl out for a night party is just like almost brutal. That's the worst you know, of the you worst. Understand what I'm yeah. saying? So that took a while to readdress and absorb and take and people to accept it. Mm. You know, that, oh, she's going to be dancing in front of people, you know, all that kind of thing. It yeah. took a while for people to, you know, embrace that. Yeah. But I think the, that's... A, They've taken that now. Yeah. The only other thing is that, to, to be honest with you, and that's my conversation with record labels sometimes when yeah. I accuse them and say, yeah, why aren't you guys signing female? And they tell you, okay, if you have a guy, if you have an interview with Shopper, yeah. for instance, now, yeah. just call the guy and say, can you meet me at Shopper's place? Yeah. It'll probably be five minutes and they'll yeah. be here. Yeah. If it's a lady, you have to tell the lady five days ahead. Because so there's can... makeup, there's yeah. this, that, that, that is not as simple as palm. Yeah. So that's what labels, some labels as an executive excuse. will tell me. Like, man, Jimmy, man, mm. you know, in terms of getting ready. getting ready. And then you will even hear some of those female, not all of them, yeah. say, yeah, ah, I, if you don't tell me before now, I'm I not ready, to, yeah. I need to do my hair, I need to, when you can actually call one guy and he will just wash his face and say, man, I need to be at the station now. Mm. So for some record label, that's another issue. Then there are some other ones that will tell you, we signed this girl, we signed that girl, but just when she was on the verge of blowing, she met one top dog who says, oh, I don't want you doing music. Damn. No, and I've seen that. I've seen that too. So these are some of the, some of the concerns some label executives um. have also mentioned because I also have always just have those conversations and say, why aren't you people, only guys hold this place down. Mm. You know, and they tell you, some of the challenges oh we signed this person you but you remember when we signed this person now this was what happened you know this was what you know then you look and say oh maybe maybe mm. you people just feel like okay five guys won't give you that stress of one girl mm. so why not just sign more girls you understand what I'm so saying? we still need to get over that perception exactly. and we need to also and make but, room but, but that is also changing because mm. I've also seen a lot of ladies. You know, you see a lot of ladies where their work ethic is even crazy. I see the young girl, Ira Star. Yeah, exactly. I think there's a problem you there. Know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, she hungry. So I feel like it's just taking time, but obviously that is being is being rectified in yeah. terms of you know the perception. Yeah. You know, and I think it's changing. Well, my brother, once again. Thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for having Where me. Where can people find you, your social media handles? At DJ Jimmy Jad on Twitter, at DJ Jimmy Jad on Instagram, at DJ Jimmy Jad on Facebook, if you're still there, and everywhere, at DJ Jimmy Jad. And you can just search, <laughs> cool DJ Jimmy Jad. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Afrobeats Podcast and the legendary DJ Jimmy Jad.
Thank Jump you very much, my brother. Thanks, my brother. Sir. Peace and way out. Right. 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 Right.